Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Are you looking to plan and book an upcoming Disney vacation? Contact the Tierra Talk Show's official travel agent, James from Destinations in Florida, by visiting destinationsinflorida.com backslash tiara for a free quote. The link is also included in the show notes on our website. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, voiceover artist Bob Berg, into the show. Welcome, Bob. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Can we talk a little bit about your beginnings in the voiceover industry? Because well, just... you know, I was just like all kids who do funny voices in school. I was, you know, always the class clown and grew up in the Midwest, and I actually wanted to be Porky Pig. That was my goal in life was to be Porky Pig, and I was fortunate that my dad moved the family to L.A. when I was 14, so I just picked up the phone and started making phone calls to Hanna-Barbera and to Disney, and I called Mel Blanc at home, and I said, how do you do this? And I crashed a recording session, and um, I realized I had to study, so I started taking voiceover classes when I was 14, and uh, oh my gosh, many years later, I was graduating high school at 18, and a week out of high school, I got my first agent, my first job, and that's how it kind of broke in, but you know, it took four years of training, voiceover classes every week, you know, two or three classes a week, and acting classes, and improv classes, but I was a very specific, um, I had a very specific goal and strategy in mind, so it, nothing happened by chance, I actually, you know, really worked at uh, trying to get into this business. With these classes, are you learning the technique of just getting certain sounds uh, and just using them to create different voices for different characters? Not really, no. The sound of the character is almost irrelevant. It's all about acting. It's all about character. It's about personality. And that's why I'd say the majority of the people out there trying to do this flounder because all they're doing is trying to make funny voices or mimic voices. And, you know, for success in this business, it's all about taking the script, the picture and the dialogue and the description and creating a character that sounds like it's been around forever. You know, so this is where the acting, you know, class comes in. You got to study acting technique. You know, when I was studying voiceover and I actually did it backwards, I should have studied acting first, but I did two years of voiceover and then I studied acting and then I went back to voiceover. So what I tell people who are, you know, calling me for my class because I teach a cartoon class if they don't have an acting background, they're not ready for my class because they'll be spinning their wheels, spending an awful lot of money trying to take direction and adjustments and not be able to do it because they, they lack the acting skills. And one of your first jobs for the Walt Disney Company was through the Hunchback of Notre Dame as some various voices in the background, correct? Yeah, and it took me 10 years to, to break into Disney. So I actually lucked out. There was a, I think it was an actor who was supposed to work on that film and he was sick, and we happened to have the same agent. My agent recommended me, and, and they hired me. But, you know, it, this is a business all about relationships. So once you get hired, um, if, if you prove yourself uh, worthy, you'll, you'll be remembered, and they'll call you back over and over and over again. 
So that was kind of like my trial, that film, and it turned out quite well. If you, if you work on an animated feature, it might be two to four years before it gets released. And, and when you work on an animated feature, you don't, you don't read the whole script. You're, you, you show up to the studio and you work on the scenes that you're in, but you don't know anything else about the film, really. And it's not till years later when you see it, the finished product that you kind of sort of put the pieces together and remember it. I mean, I can tell you when I did, um, when I did the movie Up, I did a few days on Up, and I remember that we did a bunch of dogs. But that's all I, I knew of the film. And I went to see the, 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 I went to the screening, the premiere with the cast, and those of us who did the dogs were watching the movie going, there's no dogs in this movie. Where are the dogs? There's no dogs. Where are the dogs? And all of a sudden, dogs showed up, and we're like, oh, yeah, there's the dogs. The big thing right now is Star Wars, and you've worked on several video games voicing Luke Skywalker and other various characters. What's that like to kind of immerse yourself into the Star Wars universe in these well, video games? Well, that's kind of fun. I mean, I, uh, the first game I did was almost 20 years ago, and I actually turned down the audition because I kept saying to my agent, I, you know, I can't do Mark Hamill. You know, Mark Hamill's Mark Hamill. And so my agent called the producers and said, you know, I'm passing. And they said, no, we want to see him anyway. And I went to the audition and I said to the producers, I don't do Mark Hamill. And, and they said, don't do Mark Hamill, do Luke Skywalker. I went, oh, okay. So I didn't concentrate on a sound-alike. I concentrated on the integrity of the character. And, you know, fortunately, our voices, as far as the type is concerned, are very similar. So... Yeah, I, I've done you know a bunch of those games. I did all three of the Robot Chicken specials. Um, it's a fun universe to be a part of. Um, you know, it's kind of a uh, an honor to be a part of that any way you can. And recently, the Emperor's New Groove just celebrated its 15th anniversary, and it's one of it's another one of my favorite Disney films. Uh, and you voiced Bucky the Squirrel, and Bucky is so adorable. I, I love did. Bucky. You want you want you want you want to do a little Kronk and Bucky with me? Oh my God, that would be an honor. I could try. I'm not really so, good at Kronk, but... Uh, so, so do a little squeak, squeak, and squeak, squeak. Oh, uh, uh, squeak, uh, squeak, squeaker, squeaking? Squeaking, squeaking. <laughs> oh my god that was an honor to do that i i cannot believe and you and i saw on twitter you didn't actually you posted something along the lines of saying that you didn't not actually work with david spade or patrick warburton during the no. filming of this you probably know this because you know all things disney but do you know that what my that my first day working on that film it wasn't a comedy with david spade it was a serious drama called kingdom of the sun i did a day on that and then you know, months later, might have even a year later, but way later, I was called. Uh, yeah, the, the, that Kingdom of the Sun drama is, is now a wacky comedy called Emperor's New Groove, and you're going to play a squirrel. I said, okay. <laughs> and um, Mark Dindle was the director, and he was telling me, you know, a little bit about the character. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Patrick was not in the room. Um, when you do a feature, more often than not, you work by yourself. So. I'm, he's telling me about the squirrel, and you know, Kronk says squeak, squeak, and squeak, squeak, and the squirrel talks, and Kronk translates. And I said, well, do you want the squirrel to say squeak, squeak, and squeak, squeak? And he said, no, we want you to create your own language. And I said, well, can I think about it for a few minutes? And he said, sure. So I, I go outside this, the soundstage, and you know, Disney uh, is very green. It looks like a big old park. And I'm sitting on a park bench, and I swear to you, a little squirrel came running down a tree, came up to me on its hind legs, and went, and I went, thank you. 
and I went back in the studio and I said, how's everyone? And they went, okay. So I, I did a day on the film and they did a test screening and the squirrels seemed to test really well. So they wrote some more stuff for him and I went back and did some more and I went back and did some more. And then we ended up doing a sequel, uh, I think called Kronk's New Groove, I think. Then we did the TV series. Um, and uh, I met Patrick two years ago for the first time at the Annie Awards he was hosting. You know, I said to him, you know, this is, I, I never got to work with you. This is so cool. And it really was. But, you know, when you do an animated feature, um, you're, you're a victim to schedules. So you're not necessarily going to be able to, you know, work with your co-star. And through a good director and very good editing, you'll have great on-screen on chemistry. Well, I'm glad they brought you back for the sequel because I love, I love seeing Bucky come back for Kronk's New Groove and also for The Emperor's New School on TV. You know, if there was a possibility that they would bring back The Emperor's New Groove universe into Disney's universe just to uh, have another film or another TV show, do you think uh, you'd be up to playing Bucky again? Oh, yeah. You know, it's so funny. You know, when I go to fan conventions and, and meet the fans, it amazes me which characters resonate with them. And for some reason, Bucky is one of them. You know, Bucky, the, the, the fans really, really love Bucky. He's, he's feisty. His person, he, he, nobody knows what he's saying except for him. And um, it's, it's just a really, really fun character to play. I have to mention another film that you got to work on because it's one of my dad's favorites. He loves Spirited Away. And I oh, did cool. not know that you got to voice No Face in this yeah. film. What a unique experience working on something that had already been completed, but you're coming in and you are you are inserting your voice into something that's already been drawn and completed. Is that a major difference between what you usually do and you can improv before the animation has been set in stone? And yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a technical difference. You know, when you do uh, prelay or American animation, you're not, <clears throat> you're not limited to matching sync. When you do anime or dubbing, you, you have to match sync. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a very different process. Uh, the anime dubbers, the actors that do it, are brilliant because there's no preparation, and it's very, very technical. You know, the way it's done, technically, is you wear headphones, and you hear three beeps in the headphones. On the fourth imaginary beep, it's not there, but it's on the fourth imaginary beep, you start acting, so it's beep, 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 act. And there's no time to get into character. There's no time to prep. It's just do it. So you have to read the line, watch the screen, stay in character, match the sync all at the same time. He didn't have a lot of, if any, uh, lip sync, because his mouth was pretty much mm, stationary. The only time I remember doing a lot of matching of, of, of sync was there was a scene where he was like vomiting like a, a, a continent, and um, I had to actually match the sync for that. But, you know, the, the film is extraordinary. It's got a huge fan uh, following, and again, one of those things where when I go to fan conventions, um, I get more people asking me about that than I do uh, probably the Looney Tunes. Um, before we end, I'd like to ask some Disney-themed questions. I oh call my, them the okay. Fab Three. So we'll start with the Donald one, which is, as a child, what was one of your favorite Disney films to watch? Pinocchio was my favorite as a child. As an adult, it's Beauty and the Beast. It just, you know, draws me in. Uh, the animation, the music, it just, it just amazes me. And our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, Jiminy Cricket. And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Well, I'm sitting in my office right now, and I've got the windows open, 
and I'm looking outside, and there's a there there are birds on my lawn. So I'm thinking, feed the birds. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Bob. I want to make sure I mentioned your website so listeners can head over there. It's www.bobbergen.com, and you could check out more information. Are there any projects that you can um, mention on the show right now? I know sometimes there are things that are under wraps until a certain point in time that you can talk about them, but is there anything you'd like to mention before we end the interview? You know, let's see. I'm, I'm, you know, I've got the show Wabbit on Cartoon Network. And Boomerang, which is a new Looney Tunes series, and rumor has it we're going to be doing a second season. So with fingers crossed, that'll be happening soon. And uh, I've got a whole bunch of stuff I can't talk about because that's the way it works in this business. Um, so, yeah, you know what? If people go to my website, Facebook, or follow me on Twitter at Bob Bergen, I post all kinds of stuff as it happens. This is quite an honor to speak with you today. So thank you for your time, Bob, and happy anniversary for Empress New Groove. Well, I thank you, and I'm sure Patrick and David thank you. And, uh, you know, if the fans want to write letters and say, hey, let's do another sequel, I'm there. No, 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 no,